Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. As always, my name is Randy. I'll be kind of your host this evening, but I got to introduce this guy, I guess, over here. I have to introduce this guy right here. Uh, Tonight, I am joined by Chris from the Nullified Take, and this has been a long time in the making. Unfortunately, it's under some sad circumstances, and we will get to that in a minute. But Chris, how are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. The the intro music really got me pumped and I feel like I need to like up my game when it comes to the intro music, man. But obviously I'm doing good under the circumstances. Survivors of Africa, no more. That is the news that we're hearing at least online. Uh, so uh, I know that there's a lot happening behind the scenes. I know you're following this up and then, you know, I'm obviously trying to fly the flag high for South Africa, being from South Africa originally myself. You know, it's a bit of a, a sad week, but I've also known that this news has been floating around i feel like for at least six seven months that there were people that knew something was up well it, it was kind of hard to not think that something was going on because mm. i remember we had dino on the show and i asked dino towards the end of the the episode dino what's the news on survivor south africa right we haven't heard anything uh at this point last year we were having survivor south africa return of the outcast which uh, just put it out there for everyone. That was my first season ever watching Survivor South Africa. Like, what a way to come in, right? So I was like, is there any news you could give us for when the next season is? And Dino kind of just said, I have nothing. I know mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more than you, but right now I don't I don't have any knowledge. So at that moment, I was kind of getting worried. It, you say that this has kind of been a rumor floating around. How long have you had an inkling that this possibly could be heading the way of being canceled? Yeah, uh, so I was fortunate enough. So Return of the Outcasts was my second season covering. I started with Immunity Island, which up until now, I don't know if it is a thing when you cover a season, it automatically becomes your favorite season because you're just invested in a different level. So Immunity Island for me is my favorite season of Survivor South Africa, but I've watched 
pretty much all of the seasons up until now. And we had a finale, I guess, viewing party in Cape Town, uh, which was straight after the return of the outcasts. I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of the players face-to-face, obviously do the meet and greet, take the photos. Um, and I had a lunch with Luru Buta. And talking to Luru Buta, I could pick up something was up. He didn't tell me exactly what was going on. But, you know, I feel like he saw the axe coming. The thing that sort of stood out for me and that was very disappointing was that it sounded like Emne didn't even give them viewership rating numbers. Uh, Ledoux was in the dark as much as anybody else. And I don't know how you can run a show or be the executive producer of a show without knowing how you're doing in the viewership numbers. So that was a comment he made back then. Um, I've already let people know about that even on my podcast, which I found strange at the time. And you could tell something was up. Even back then, you could tell that there was no certainty for the next season, which was disappointing because I thought we had a really good season. Uh, No, I enjoyed it. And like you said, sometimes when you're covering a season for the first time, it just hits a little bit different. Um, Survivor South Africa is something that I had always heard about. And I had so many people in the Survivor community saying, Randy, like if you're going to be watching and covering Survivor, you have to check out South Africa. And I think what really drew me to the show is I like to say, you know, outwit, outplay, outlast. And this is just kind of how I view everything. I feel like the three main versions of Survivor, Survivor US, Survivor Australia, Survivor South Africa, they all kind of fit that mold in their own way. For me, Survivor US is kind of outlast because they give you nothing and you are literally starving, even though it's a shorter game. I feel like Survivor uh, Australia is outplay because of how physical it is. It is so demanding. Where I feel like Survivor South Africa is the outwit portion. I feel like just the social game of the players were so good throughout the season. I thought the twists were so good. So that's kind of how I viewed it after covering Return of the Outcast. I'm like, man, I can see it's just crazy that the greatest game in the world can be played all over the world in so many different ways. Like none of the survivors are the same. Uh, Before we get... Yeah, it, they all feel different. And that's insane to me to think that it's yeah. the exact same show, pretty much the same format. They all have and, and here's a question. and stuff. Sorry, sorry, that was your show. No, you, no you're this good. Take over, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff you got to learn about me. I'm curious, you know, when it comes to this type of stuff. And, you know, we had the whole thing on Paramount Plus for a little bit where Survivors of Africa made it onto Paramount. Finally, the US order, audiences could watch it in a legal manner, which is what a lot of people want to do, you know. And um, I think the franchise, a franchise, the smallest Survivors of Africa, really needs that global audience to continue to push for its survival or revival as we'd like to call it yes and you had australian survivor on there for a little bit as well do you think there is a space for all three shows to coexist in the u.s do you feel like that could happen because a lot of the theory or fan theory out there is that maybe jeff felt a little bit under pressure because his show has been struggling let's be honest in the last four seasons and people were raving about australia's australian survivor they were raving about survivor south africa and suddenly it just got removed So I can say from my experience going to Survivor watch parties here in the U.S. and speaking with like super fans, like people even, uh, I'll just put it out there, people who are bigger super fans than me. I will say Mm. there are still like six or seven U.S. seasons I haven't seen. And that's crazy to me that I haven't watched them. And you're talking about people who have watched like every season like three, four times over. So I talked to them about Survivor absolutely love survivor south africa and australia like these people could talk about it for days and how those versions of the show take it back to what we remember survivor us being in those kind of early seasons and i mean you hit the nail on the head 
uh, with that statement how, yes, like season 44 was really entertaining. The cast was great. But the last four seasons, we can all say Survivor US has not been the same. And we have been begging for them to bring back some iconic moments. We get those iconic moments with Survivor, basically the international versions of the show. So I know people over here love it. And a thousand percent, I think it's it's got to be CBS and and Jeff. I don't know how much Jeff is in on it, but CBS and Jeff. Uh, let's be honest. Feel impression. Jeff is, I mean, Jeff he's is a producer on of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, they have to be feeling pressured because I just think about it. You watch mm. the international versions of the show. It's better. I mean, I'll put it out there. It is better than Survivor US right now by far. And it hurts me. It hurts me because, you know, when you talk about Survivor, I'm, I'm a, I've got a few years on you. I was about 10 or something when it started. And I remember my very first episode was- You look good, man. Let of, me just put that out oh, there. You look oh, thanks, good. Man. Thanks, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take it, man. I'll take it. You know, it's, uh, what, what can I say? It's that South African genes, you know? Um, but <laughs> Sorry but, to interrupt you, know, you. I just had to say that. <laughs> I'll take it. No, but listen, I, I watched it pretty much. I think it was like 10 or something when the first one um, aired and it, I remember watching the Merge episode of Borneo and then following it throughout. Like I've pretty much watched it ever since. There's a few seasons I've watched twice, but similar to you, I, I don't know how people watch it three or four times because, you know, that that's some different level of dedication to the franchise that even I don't have. Um, but looking back at the early days, like Survivor is a juggernaut and it's such a great show. So and I think international Survivor and specifically Survivor South Africa is a love letter to Survivor US, actually. It shouldn't be seen as something that competes with the main show. It should be something that complements it already. And I have a worry in my mind about Jeff and the US franchise and the whole that he kind of feels like Survivor is his thing and that is what he does. And that when he retires, he's going to retire Survivor with him. And I think the fact that he sort of brings other franchises potentially down but not showing or not allowing for it to be on the platforms like Paramount Plus and things like that is really a, a sign that he does not want Survivor to be known for anything else than Jeff Probst being on Survivor. I love Jeff Probst. I, I mean, listen, I've seen this guy for many, I sometimes many love Jeff Probst. <laughs> yeah, but at the moment, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the direction he's taking and I'm not the biggest fan of the fact that he doesn't listen to fans and things like that. And this is another thing. We spoke about the challenge before we just started the live. And you mentioned you haven't watched the challenge. This is where the challenge is doing things better. Like the challenge is actually eating survivors lunch right now. And what they're doing is that they're creating this global franchise where they're actually pushing money and budget because we know that Lerubuta has a 10th of the budget that the US show has. But the main show of MTV is pushing money into the Challenge Australia, into the Challenge UK. They're behind the scenes helping these smaller franchises lift themselves up from the dirt to become something. And then they're creating a global showpiece like the Challenge World Championship, where the best of Australia, the best of the UK, the best of Argentina and the best of the US and the best of the MTV show takes each other on. Those are all things that we as Survivor fans are screaming for. And I feel like if Jeff could get behind and if this big juggernaut of a machine that Survivor is can get behind the smaller franchises like Australia and South Africa and now the UK. And I know there's a lot that we probably don't mention right now because they're not English versions of the show. We could really, really create something I think that would be fun for fans to enjoy throughout the year. So I know it's difficult. I know we're fans. We're very passionate about it. Probably behind the scenes, there's a lot of licensing issues and things like that. 
But my plea to Jeff is, you know, is that, listen, help this franchise out because this franchise, you know, Lerou Buta is the biggest fan of Jeff Probst and of what he's done with Survivor US. I don't know how he feels about the current state of it, but I know that yeah. everything that he does comes from a good place or when it comes to Survivor South Africa. You brought up the, the like, world championship. Sorry if I said it wrong for the challenge. Yeah. You literally have fans begging, like, let's mm. have an international versus U.S. version of the show. I mean, look, they can say they don't pay attention to the fans or whatever. I will say when Jeff on the podcast last year says he doesn't take anything from other versions of Survivor, anything from other reality shows. I'm sorry. That's just a pretty dumb statement to say because, like, there's so much you can work together to elevate the show. Um, I will say, like, I've always looked at it as Survivor is my kind of sport. Like, you have these legendary names. You have legends of the game. You mm. could literally, we talked about it earlier with, you know, we started podcasting at the same time. We want to help each other grow. Survivor as a whole can help each other grow. Like, I would love mm. to see people like Dino come over and play the U.S. version of the game because they're so different. You could take, you know, we saw Sandra play Survivor Australia. Let's take Tony, a two-time winner, send him over to South Africa to play Survivor South Africa and yes, see please. how he does. This, this is, there's so much you can do with this. Yeah. You can create a bigger Survivor world and elevate mm. the competition as a whole to where we aren't talking about Sandra, the two-time winner, or King George, someone who has almost won you know, twice and is very good at Australia. Say in 15, 20 years' time, we can talk about how the legend of the game is Tony. Tony has two Survivor US wins. He has one Survivor South Africa win. He's got two Australia top fives. Now, I don't mm. know. You know, we've seen people play that much. Boston Rob has played, what, seven or eight seasons up there? Yeah. Imagine if you have Survivor players, say, Carson. Carson is super young, 20 years old. Say, you know, 20 years down the line when he's in his 40s, this man played eight, nine seasons of Survivor, but he played it throughout the world. Instead of just so again, you're talking about the challenge, and um, <laughs> this is why I'm saying the challenge is killing Survivor right now because the challenge brings back veterans that have played the game. the The person who's won it the most is a guy called Johnny Bananas. He's won seven seasons. He's been on like twenty seasons of the show. You know? I didn't know so, it's been going on that long. What? Yeah. I thought yeah. like the so challenge. He's got, he's, he's got a he's got a photo of himself with the rings, like the seven rings of what he's won. It's they're doing this. They're creating this big you know, bigger than life characters. And CT, who is like the Boston Rob of the challenge, is the second most successful player in the history of the show. He's got the Boston swag, the Boston accent, you know. So they're, they're just creating these players. And then you've got Cara Maria, who's like the poverty of it, where she's just a badass, or you could say Kim Spradling, at winning. Um, she's won the show multiple times. She's great at winning daily challenges, you know, and now they're bringing these people into the international global franchises and they're creating uh, a space for what you're just describing there. And I feel like somewhere down the line, Jeff has gotten into an eco chamber. I know it's not a Survivor US podcast and he's he's locking everybody out because he feels like the best ideas is his own ideas. And the customer is always right. You know, we're sometimes wrong because we can be demanding as fans. I will give them that. <laughs> we we but can be pretty things. demanding. <laughs> <laughs> we can be pretty demanding. But you've got you to gotta, you gotta pivot a little bit. But my biggest thing is you've got a great franchise like Survivor South Africa 
that is on its knees right now. Potentially, you know, we, we may not see the show again. Even though people behind the scenes are telling me to calm it down, Chris, the show will be all right. Lerubota has brought it back before after a five years of, of not being on air in South Africa. He brought it back. Uh, I think this battle is a little bit different because Mnet itself, the channel that is currently the main channel that it shows on, I think is under is under pressure because South Africa's got some really, really big economical issues. It's got very high um, immigration rates. I mean, I'm a testament to that. I've immigrated long ago, but there are way more people that are immigrating from South Africa right now. And the people that are leaving the country are the paying clients that pay for Mnet. So their subscriptions, I think, isn't where it used to be. And it's a country with 40% unemployment rate. So you're putting a very niche show behind a pay-to-view channel, which they, other Survivor franchises don't have that issue in the US being on CBS and in Australia being on Channel 10, it can show to the mass audience. Survivor South Africa is behind a pay-to-view um, channel, and you've got all those unemployment figures and things like that over there. The youth unemployment figure is even worse, Randy. This is going to be shocking. It's 60% for people that leave school in South Africa. So it's got big problems in South Africa to get people to watch this show. is not the highest thing on people's mind, maybe, if they have to pay a, a high amount for the channel that it's on. This is why I needed you here because there were some things that like I didn't know. I had no idea it was on a paid like paid channel or a pay to watch yeah. channel. Basically, I was actually going to ask you like how big is Mnet in terms of like a channel for Survivor South Africa? Yeah, I think. Listen, and this is where it comes down to. I've dealt with people at Mnet, obviously similar to yourself, when we've done interviews and stuff like that. And those people, they know who they are. They're not public figures. I'm not mentioning their names, mm. but shout out to them. Greatest people to work with. Super um, nice. They are so Super kind. nice. I've got so much respect and appreciation to Mnet as a channel for allowing us to do the interviews. And I don't want this to come across as ungrateful. But I don't think Mnet long-term is the right fit for Survivor South Africa because it is so niche, because it's a pay-to-view. It's a it's like a satellite TV that you pay for with all these satellite yeah. networks that comes with it. And they really, really struggle, I think, to get this out to a global audience. The future for Survivor South Africa is global. It's not just Survivor South Africa alone because Survivor is a global franchise it's a global brand that is recognized around the world so i do think that sadly you can't have survivors of africa on a on a free-to-air channel probably in south africa because mm -hmm. there are so many issues but the best place for me where it probably should fit is paramount plus if they're thinking of breaking into yeah. the the south african african market there is your first really big show that is a tenth of the cost to create compared to the u.s show so it's going to be very profitable and if it's in the paramount plus brand Suddenly, you can show it in Australia on Paramount Plus because they've got Paramount Plus. You can show it in the UK and you can show it in the US. So it just makes economical sense, business sense to put it on a platform that is global. If not Paramount Plus, I know they've got experience with Prime. They've had it on Amazon Prime in the UK before. And um, I do know that, that something like Netflix have already shown Survivor US seasons and brought a lot of new fans to the show that never even knew Survivor existed. So for me... You're a young guy, you know, um, I, I pretend to be one. I'm like the Derek. I don't know if you watched Big Brother. I'm like Derek. You know, yeah, yeah, Big yeah, Brother, yeah. Try, trying to be younger than what I am. You know, I try to keep up with the young kids. But, you know, for me, I, I think that, you know, if you look at the way that we sort of consume TV right now, it's all streaming, man. It's not everything is streaming. TV. Yes. I was yeah, going to say, 
I was going to say, I look really young right now. Like I just shaved. So I probably look like I'm like 15 or something. I'm not that young. Uh, but no, you brought up like it would bring audiences to, you know, the South African version of the show. That's something that I don't think Paramount or CBS or whoever, I don't think they're thinking about that. Like this is a great mm. way to grow the show in numbers, like even more. Uh, you know, Survivor US has kind of been going downhill. And CBS has to know that they see their own viewership ratings and season 44 was a, an uptick a little bit, but I believe the other seasons were down maybe a little bit. And so, so 44 is an uptick and then they remove it from Paramount plus what's, what's going on there, Randy. It's, it's, (laughs) I don't know. There's so many decisions that Jeff and CBS make that make absolutely no sense from a marketing side of things. You might have people in survivor South Africa and Australia or UK or whatever, they're like, ah, the show's not what it used to be. I'm not really going to watch. You take a popular figure. Uh, I don't, I mean, she's popular to me, like Marianne, take Marianne and put her on the US version of the show. Now you have people who gave up on the US version of the show from, you know, South Africa who are going to watch on Paramount Plus just because they want to see Marion play again or just because they want to see Dino. I know I keep bringing him up. Marianne I'm kind of absolutely. Her- kill it in the South African version of the show. I reckon she would do so well. She would, she would be so good. Yes. So like yeah. it would, it's a way to increase numbers. Like, I don't know. And I feel why. like she would play. I mean, I feel like Marianne's that big of a fan where she probably would play. And then obviously having, I know she's Canadian, but she's got African roots, like going back to, to, to an African franchise to help build it. Like, I feel like that's a sell that, that, that it's easy to do. Like you don't even need to be a good salesperson to and get you- on. And you have people like Rick Devins who people are like begging to come on and play again, who maybe it doesn't line up. The schedule doesn't line up with the U S version of the Rick show. Devins not... yes, and, Rick Devins. Yes. Adam, both really good friends with Ludo Butter, both very good friends. So are I, they really? Got no, yes. So I've got no <laughs> doubt, no doubt that, you know, like, listen, and this is the other thing we spoke about the world championship right there. Yes. Australia may give it to us, but do we like, do we want Australia to have the responsibility of doing that season? I'm going to play devil's advocate here because Australia, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans are like Australian Survivor is the bee's knees. It is the it's, best it's thing my since favorite. sliced cheese. I will say it's my And favorite. it is good. It is good. Listen, I, I don't want to hate on it because, you know, who knows? I may apply for it now that I'm moving to <laughs> You Australia. better. I better see you out there, Chris. You better. Yeah, but the, 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 one, the one pet peeve that I have with Australian Survivor is the editing department, the storytelling. I really hate that they only focus on four players every season and that we don't get to see anything from anybody else. So for me, from that perspective, I don't want them to do World Championship because when Tony Vlakos comes to play again, if he's good, okay, okay, they'd never be able to under edit him. Who's a good example? Uh, let's well, say a great player comes back like well, Rick Devins or, or Adam, and, and they don't do say, well. Uh, Michelle, Michelle would get under, right? She would be, yeah, she wouldn't be shown like whatsoever, exactly. So, so that's why I wouldn't want World Championship to be on Australia. I, I think that the place where it fits better is on the Rubuta show. I feel like he would do it justice, he would give everybody the time in the sun. And this is the thing that I love about Survivor South Africa. You mentioned that Survivor South Africa, everything's got its own distinct sort of flavor to it when it comes to these different franchises. And there's something to appreciate in each one of them, even Survivor US. Like I'm still a glass half full kind of guy, even though I know I've been bagging on it a little bit early, earlier. <laughs> you yeah. should, you should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like it's my duty. But, you know, looking at Survivor South Africa, what they do better than anybody else is storytelling. They give us the full 
explanation for how a plan comes together and why somebody is getting blindsided. It reminds me of why I enjoyed watching Big Brother back in the day when it was at its peak, because you could see people putting a plan together. You knew the blindside was coming and you were in on it, where you get other shows like the US or Australia sometimes, they try and blindside you at the vote to get that shock and awe factor, which I know a lot of people like as well. But for me, someone, a student of the game, someone that wants to learn, how do you interact in certain social circumstances when you're under pressure? I feel like there's more to be learned from watching Survivor South Africa because they show you the skill of the player or if the player is lucky getting to the end or they're not the greatest player, they're not going to hide that. They're going to show us maybe this player got a little bit lucky on their way to winning it. And I can say this because, you know, I've watched more than Return of the Outcast, which I know you, you still have to go back and do your do, mm. do some of your earlier season watches on that. But there are some phenomenal seasons out there. There are some shocking outcomes there where you're like, how did this happen? And they show you everything. They don't hide it on the screen. So that, that's really why I feel so passionately about Survivors of Africa as a franchise. That's why I feel so passionately that we need to revive this show. And also why I want LaRue to do the world championship season. Cause I feel like everybody like the, the Ethan vote would never have gone down like it did on LaRue's show. Mm. We would have understood the vote a lot better. <laughs> I, I will say this. I mean, maybe it's at this point in the video, maybe it's like, Randy, you're looking way too far into it. Uh, mm. But it would kind of refresh Survivor as a whole because one of the biggest complaints for, just for example, is all we do now, all the only place we go to is Fiji. It's always on Fiji and that's boring. If you are having like, say they all go on to Paramount Plus, you're having five, six seasons of Survivor a year, that's going to refresh it for the fans because Survivor South Africa doesn't film in Fiji, or at least they didn't last season. Survivor Australia was in Borneo, not Borneo. Oh my God, Samoa. Uh, Samoa. Yep. Yes. Yes. Samoa. Pardon me. So like it refresh, it keeps it refreshing for the fans. Mm. And you could even do something cool if you did like, say you did it like a World Cup. Again, this is Randy. You're getting way too far into it. Say you do it a World Championship every four years, different. Maybe you have a few that have already done one comeback to try to win it. This would be like the ultimate survivor crown. Make it the biggest reward possible. Give them a beautiful trophy. Do something, right? You have mm. the biggest cast. Have like 24 people, right? Make this mm. like a World Cup. Every four years, you have this Survivor World Championship, this giant game. And maybe it can rotate, right? I don't know. Maybe you start with U.S. host the first season or whatever. Or maybe Australia or South Africa. But whoever wins, let's just say we've been bringing up his name a lot. I, we love Dino. We have the same buff right now. Dino sent me this buff. Thank you, Dino. Um, but I'll use Dino as an example again. He comes on. U.S. is hosting the show. They are hosting the world championship. Dino wins. All right, now hosting duties go to South Africa. So they get the majority of the revenue because they're hosting it. They're putting it together, yada, yada. Not only is, does it help the community learn more about uh, South African culture, because maybe some of the rewards are about, you know, some of the foods they have out there that we don't have in the U.S. It helps the country out. They do the same thing with Eurovision, where the country hosts Eurovision based off whoever wins the previous one. It helps, you know, the the country out. It helps television ratings for that country. So this could be something if they really tried that could go even bigger. I don't know if you have anything to add on to that. I know it's like, Randy, you're you're speaking crazy no, no. now. But no, I, no, I uh, you're speaking potential. 
you're speaking my language because that's what the challenge is doing. Like, again, that's why <laughs> I'm loving the challenge. The it's like the, the challenge is doing everything right, right now. And I know it's not a challenge podcast. By the way, if you want to listen to challenge <laughs> yeah, reviews, go right, and check, check out my channel out. <laughs> on the Nullify Tech channel. Link will be but, in, um, the, in the description below. Yeah. Shameless, <laughs> shameless plug there. But listen, um, the challenge is doing a lot of that stuff. And what, what I'm thinking with this whole thing is that Jeff Probst is not going to live forever he's not going to be there forever and my fear once again is jeff what are you doing like we the fans don't want season 50 to be the last season and i'm getting feelings like my spidey senses are going off that he's not thinking beyond that right now and that maybe 50 will be this next big returnee season because he's just pumping out a bunch of new players at the moment and we're not getting any of this you know recurring players like there's so many great legends in the making like dom Rick Devins, those players have never come back. Angela, Todd, Todd you know, Herzog from Todd. China, so many Christian. Like I mean, you can you can name them. They, like they, you could easily come up with two seasons worth of second chances to come out and play the game right now, which he's not brought back. But my problem is, is that he's getting older, and at some point he's not going to want to go to Fiji anymore. And a lot of the decisions that he's making right now is for his own leisure like going to fiji every year is easy he doesn't have to go out of his comfort zone of getting a new camp maybe he doesn't know how things work there because he's getting older like as you get older you know you don't want to consistently you want to settle down you want to settle down we're seeing survivor survivor south africa is the young kid on the block that's like no we're going to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks you know so are you talking to that Nico, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Nico, you know, I love Nico, man, but I'm also a big JLP fan. Plus, I love the the new guy that's coming in for Survivor UK. I forgot his oh, name now. Uh, Joel, uh, Joel yeah, Joel Domit. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah, Domit, so I, I yeah. asked Bandit Survivor. Yeah, so <laughs> so Joel, he's 37 years old. He's the age that Jeff was when he started. We need that level of young blood coming in, but not just in the sense of the host himself, but in the level of ideas, innovation. You know, Survivor South Africa doing Return of the Outcasts was again, a testament to why Survivors of Africa is so creative because they took a theme that has never been used before where Australian survivors like, we'll just grab heroes versus villains because we know that will bring eyeballs. It's an mm -hmm. easy win. Survivors of Africa is like, let's go out on a limb. Let's try something different. Let's get pre-mergers versus post-mergers. And it ended up being a slam dunk idea, you know? So this is what I'm trying to say. Like, we need innovation. We need the young blood to come in and push this franchise beyond. Like, the main franchise can continue on but Jeff needs to start, in my opinion, thinking about what's Survivor like without him and building these other franchises up, truly getting a global brand together. Or if South Africa is dumb enough to let Lerubuta and them go with Afrikaans and not bring this back, bring those guys in immediately to the main show. Bring those guys into yeah, Australia. Sign them on, yeah. Give, give them a global franchise. Even call it Survivor Global or something. And Paramount Plus... There is nothing that prevents them from having an extra show. Like we've got on the challenge now, we've got MTV Challenge, which is the main show, which is season 38 is coming out pretty soon. So it's been on for a long time. But we've also now got Paramount versions of the show, which is the Challenge USA. We've got the Challenge All-Star seasons on Paramount Plus, plus the global shows while the main show is still going. If Challenge fans can stick to so many different seasons and watch it, why can't Survivor fans do it? We're, we're way more passionate and crazy than challenge are, yeah i mean well said and i mean i also share the same fears like i am terrified that once season 50 comes around jeff says 
you know, we're going to have this mega season. We're going to go out with a bang and this is going to be the end of the show because it's the end of me hosting. And I'm terrified of that. I know there's been some rumors of, you know, maybe Colby coming on and becoming the host. I personally don't see that happening, but you know, it, it's terrifying because it is coming to Colby's an end. Out. I love Colby, by the way, like, you know, people are like, why do you like Colby? Well, you got to understand when I watched Colby, I was like 11 years old and <laughs> so, he was this, he was this cowboy hero. He was an you enigma. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh, I want to be like Colby when I grow up, you know, kind of thing. And I still like Colby, but Colby doesn't get the strategy of where Survivor is today. And mm -hmm. I don't think it would be a good fit. Boston Rob, I don't think would be a good fit. Um, I would I hate like Boston, Boston Rob hosting. Like I like him, I, but I, I would I, hate him hosting. My brain would hurt just trying to understand everything he says all the time. Like with that thick Boston accent. I just don't think like you need some of a more neutral accent. Plus, I'd prefer for it to be someone that potentially has not played the game before and comes in with a fresh mindset to the whole thing. But Again, if we had to have a player, then give give the man his flowers. Give it to like a Rob C at least for a couple of seasons or something. The guy's done more for the community than anybody else. Like I'd, I'd put my backing behind him. I mean, you and I probably wouldn't do podcasting if it wasn't for him because he gave people the mm. idea that podcasting is something that we could do. We could have our opinions and our voice out there. And um, he's well connected, you know, and I don't think we'll see him play ever again. So if he's not going to play, maybe bring him back in for a few seasons. The only thing that counts against Rob is the fact that he's also – I guess he's in this maybe like in his early forties. He could still yeah, I think it's early, yeah, early forties. Yeah, he could be yeah, there first, yeah. and I think he would bring some excellent ideas, and he kind of would turn the show back to you know what he's used to. Uh, the last thing I'll say on Jeff Probst is he's also like lost connection to the audience. Like he yeah, is so time. far away from knowing what fans actually want because he keeps pushing out these ideas, and he's like, I know it's gonna work. I know the fans are gonna love this. Just and come on year, board. Year after year, <laughs> we try to tell him Jeff. Yeah. Like he literally, and he, sh he has to know this cause he made a segment called why Jeff sucks. Like he, he knows fans have a problem and it's like, he's just ignoring it. But, um, before we kind of wrap up here, I do want to go ahead and talk about like the rumor about why this was shut down. I have a quick yeah. little statement here. Um, so survivor South Africa's last season suffered as linear TV ratings dropped to 43% with its debut. Uh, sorry, coupled with a disastrous move to a much earlier time slot of 1800, as well as the stacking of four episodes per week, which made it difficult for DS TV subscribers to keep up as viewer fatigue and a lack of time to discuss the episodes set in. And then this quote came directly from Mnet. There's currently no local version of Survivor SA on the Mnet content planned. Um, I mean, Chris. From your knowledge, and I know there are some things you might know that you can't say here, how much of that is true? And is there some bigger things going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I think personally, I spoke about this a few days ago, even on my channel. There, there, I know for a fact there is more to this than just the writer, ratings drop. And also the fact that they never really make the ratings publicly available to anyone. They never told Luru Buita what the ratings were. Um, it seems like it's being used as a little bit of uh, a scapegoat to not renew it. They've also dropped, from my knowledge, and I can't confirm or deny who's telling me this stuff, but from my knowledge, they've also dropped other international franchises that they had, so other big US mm. uh, reality TV franchises. So Survivors of Africa is not the only one. So when you look at that, there is a common denominator being the channel Mnet itself, multi-choice, um, a couple of months ago, went through a massive restructure. They've got a new CEO. The previous CEO was let go. MultiChoice owns Mnet, I should say, um, and all of the channels under it. And they are struggling financially. 
And performance-wise, they were they they had a change. There's a new guy coming in. He hasn't started officially yet. I think in the coming months he's going to take over. But because of that, there is a new direction. There is a focus on cost saving wherever they can. And like I mentioned, with all of the other stuff that's going on in South Africa, a lot of people um, being unemployed, some people leaving the country that maybe could afford to uh, pay for these things. I think there is a lot more play than simply Survivor South Africa as a franchise is struggling or the viewership isn't there. And I also wanted to add that they blamed on the article on News24, which is where the, uh, the news first broke. They blamed the four episodes a week as one of the reasons maybe why ratings weren't as high. I wasn't a big fan of the four episodes per week. I wasn't either. I love seeing, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. I, I, and again, when I spoke to LaRue, LaRue really liked producing it that way because he thought it was closer to streaming where people can watch all of it together and i looked at it from a podcaster's lens where it's not fun to talk about like even australian survivor kills you when you talk <laughs> about three episodes at a time right and we we want to marinate on stuff we want to be like oh wow you know chappie's just got blindsided this week what's going to happen next and talk about it for the whole week that's that's more fun for me and that's kind of how i'm used to consuming survivor as content and and sort of talking about it but the four episodes a week thing was not larue's idea the Mnet channel forced them to do that to fit into their schedule. So, and there's more I can say about that that I can't really go into. But you know, yeah, the four yeah. episodes thing was again a bit of a cop out to say, hey, this didn't really work when they're the ones who planned for it to be four episodes. It's it's just yeah, the four episodes. I mean, from a podcaster's side of things, Chris, I, yeah. I'm sure you know it's a lot. It's very yeah. difficult. Like Love Survivor South Africa is amazing to me. But Australia is my favorite, and they do that kind of three, four episode format, as everyone knows. And it's that's the one thing about it I don't like. It's so yeah. much to cover. And like you said, it's nice to marinate on things. And I just feel like you have to go back and almost rewatch it to really understand everything because you're going from one episode to the next episode. And especially when you're podcasting as well, you're talking to some castaways here and there, it, it becomes a lot. Um, okay. We got to put this out there, and the link will be in the description. Chris, we are really trying to bring South Africa back and give it the boost it needs to be revived or put on a different channel. Tell the fans what you got going on. I know I've already signed it, yeah, but tell us about this petition that you put on and what made you do this. Yeah, listen, firstly, thank you for signing it. Um, I saw a lot of people online that were very devastated when the news came out that Survivor South Africa is gone because, like you rightfully said, this is something that a lot of fans look at as a love letter to old-school Survivor. And the fact that Leroux Buta and Dino and the players are the most friendly and accessible people that you can ever get in the fandom is a bonus to it because if you look at a lot of the other franchises, people become bigger than the fans. They don't listen to the fans or even engage. And not that anybody owes the fans anything, but these Survivors of African people, they're really, really engaged with us, the fandom, and they're trying to put a product there. They're really listening and trying to put a product out there that all of us can love and support. Now, seeing the devastation out there on people's faces and the, the responses that we got on this thing being canceled, my whole life, I've been a doer more than somebody that sits back and let things happen. So immediately, I just thought, let's get a petition out there. Let's show the people that are fighting behind the scenes. Because right now, I can say that things are moving, but they're moving very, very slowly in the right direction. So there are hope for people out there that love this franchise. There's going to be nothing better for Liru Buta to have a look at this petition and say, wow, we've got 10,000 people behind me that signed this petition, or even more than that, 
dare we dream, 50,000 people. You know, we know there's th that many people out there that watch it that are, that are behind me for trying to get this thing back. It'll just give him the fuel that he needs to get up in the morning and keep pushing to get this thing back on our screens. So what I did with the petition is I put it out there. I said, listen, we're the fans. We want to get this thing back out there, but we want it on a global streaming platform. Give it to the masses. Let's make it accessible for people all around the world to watch in a legal manner. I've had people comment that, the petition is not going to make a difference, all that kind of things. I can tell you, if you're 50-50 about it, wouldn't you rather sign this thing and it comes back than not sign it? And it not takes no it like, takes no time. No effort. It takes no, no time. time. Get on, sign the petition. Get involved. It's it's going to be in the link in the uh the link's gonna be in the description below. It will also be on our website, survivornowpodcast.com. I will put it there. You can find it there. Um, I mean, there is there's hope. There has to be hope. Yeah. Even like one, you said it's moving in the right direction. That is incredible to hear. Like Chris has Chris hadn't told me that yet. Like that, there was a small smile that came across my face. Yeah. That is amazing to hear. And I mean, like there is hope. We saw kind of something happen with Survivor UK, where it happened for a couple seasons, got canceled, and after years, we are getting it back. And we saw South Africa got canceled, and then it came back. Survivor Australia got canceled and it came back. This has happened before. It is scary. We all want it back, but don't think there's no hope. If you want to help the cause, sign the petition. If you want it to happen in a fast manner, because just think if you're in that position of, you know, you're trying, sorry, I'm going to say his name wrong, but you know, Chris, help LaRue. me out here. LaRue LaRue, yes. LaRue, if you're in LaRue's position, right? He wants to fight for this because we all know he loves it. And if yeah. you don't know that, go to his Twitter page. Like, if, is it still up? Yeah, I think yeah so. it's still up. Yeah, go to his Twitter page and you'll see how much he loves it. Put yourself in that position. If you see a petition that's been made and it has, you know, a couple hundred, you're going to be like, oh, this, this is nice. If it has a couple thousand, those voices are heard. So sign this petition and it's just going to help him, like you said, Chris, get the drive that he needs to really push to bring this back. I mean, Chris... In, in and how end. you know, I just want to say how you know that yeah, yeah. Buta is like fully behind this petition as well as he actually retweeted the petition on his profile. So if you want to go follow Leru, it's at Lerubuta, L-E-R-O-U-X-B-O-T-H-A, um, at Lerubuta. And I can give you the link to that as well. You probably have it. Yes. We can put it in the description below as well. Mm -hmm. The guy deserves, like, we all, I always feel guilty because we give all the praise to Little Buta when the whole Afrikaans team is awesome, but he is the the face of the franchise. Like, he's the one that openly pushes this thing ahead. Him and everybody at Afrikaans, they're all amazing people. They're all massive fans of the show. Um, don't be someone that is sorry. Be someone that gets involved. That's what I'd leave you with. That, that I can't say anything else. That was, like, amazing. <laughs> but I, I mean... Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This meant so much to me to have you. I know, like, I, I listen to your show. I know you love Survivor South Africa. You're from South Africa. That's why I wanted you here to just, you're such an expert when it comes to it. And I know you might know some things about this that I didn't know. And I can't thank you enough. Again, I this has been a work in progress, like, getting us together. We're going to do it again. So, the, I've know, been the... so excited. I just wish it was on better terms. <laughs> 100 percent we'll 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 meet on better terms in the future and i had a lot of fun thank you so much for you know inviting me and um for everybody listening to this you know let's uh it's hashtag when not if that's what i'll leave you with
That's amazing. And check Chris out on the Nullified Take. Check out all his content. The link will be in the description below. And again, thank you guys. Sign the petition and let's get Survivor South Africa back on our screens.